TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for the 450th time on the podcast and as always, I couldn't do it without the number one wellness and longevity expert on the known universe. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Hello, legend. So great to be joining you. Nice to see you outside for a change rather than inside that office of yours with that Melbourne Football Club football in the background that was deflated. <laughs> it was more deflated than the team has ever been, particularly given that it's super inflated right now. But um, I have a reason why, just so you know. But anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I'm sure now, there's always a reason. Now, there's always a reason. And I love, too, that you're in front of your computer screen without distraction. Which I you are full screen. Other people. You are full, full screen. screen. I'm going to make this more of a normal. I'm at my wonderful uh, mother and father-in-law's house. I've just been for a swim. Mm-hmm. I now get to record mm-hmm. 100 Not Out with you. And I get to look at you with the most beautiful, handsome, albeit I'm married to my lovely wife, sexy five o'clock shadow. I think I've ever seen. You actually look a billion dollars. What is it? Is it the golf? Is it the sun? Is it the fact that you've got a nice combination of black and silver in there? It's just a nice nice look you've got going there, Legend. Thanks, mate. I try to sneak it in from time to time. Um, Amber doesn't rate it. So if I get a holiday, so for example, we had Cup Day, and so I didn't have to shave on the Tuesday, which means that the last time I shaved was... I think Friday, maybe it was Thursday. Maybe it was Thursday last week because I didn't shave for Saturday's shift because I'd had a haircut, so it was all shaved through there. So then I've been able to go from Thursday through to today, which is almost a whole week, and this is a week's worth. So um, there it is. And that's your that's your. But I reckon it's just playing a bit of golf. I'll tell you, playing golf, it's amazing what it does in the sun. Like it gets gets warm. Mm. And you definitely had a little had a little. Cheat going on there by enrolling in uh, Movember and uh, you know having your last shave on October 29. You just got a couple of days on the well, crowd on, on the field. I'll tell you what I could do. I could take all of this off and within a few days you wouldn't even know that <laughs> I had shaved it. So I will, PC. Don't you worry. Now some big curly questions on the podcast today from our wonderful community. Uh, but you want to kick mm-hmm. us off. You've got a curly question from one of our... I do. I was going to say our brethren. But I don't know. Is that the right term? I don't know if you can have a brethren. Is brethren only for male? Yeah, is bre- is, I, I see brethren as more like the community. That's what I'm intending to say. But often hear yeah. brethren only come out of a of a male voice. So one of our community members, the great Summer Daily, has has asked you a question, which I know you want to lead on uh, today. Yeah. Well, I was going to de-identify the person um, oh. just because of the type of question. But, oh, whoops. Um, do, you want me to, do you want me to have that question another time and we can go straight into <laughs> we can go straight how into we, how about we Andrew do it, Bevins? How about we do it this way? Yeah. How about we do it this way? <laughs> whoops. Sorry, way? Summer. Uh, a friend <laughs> of Summer's has asked, <laughs> can you tell me why do I need to do a poo? As soon as I've had a protein shake, I have plant protein, but I had the same thing happen with both WPI and whey. WPI is whey, um, and is protein? Uh, is it the protein powder or is it the bananas? 
That's a really great question because what you can find somewhere, you could most certainly tell your friend this, um, that it, it can be protein. However, I suspect it's what goes with your protein or it could just be that the meal that you're eating the protein in is already partially digested. So when you make a shake of sorts, you're triggering uh, reasonably rapid digestion because what you're taking into your body is liquid and it moves through into the stomach. So it moves through the first sphincter in the esophagus, through the esophageal sphincter into the stomach. The stomach will recognize that as pretty much pre-digested because there's mm. no lumpy bits. Um, it's going to move through the pyloric sphincter, then into the duodenum, and then through the small intestine, it's going to require some degree of digestion um, so that you know the proteins will break down into amino acids, the fats will break down into lipids, um, and the carbohydrates will break down into tiny little saccharides and and so on, and so that it gets absorbed as the smallest amounts possible. Now, because the speed at which that goes in, that could cause um, – just an increase in peristalsis, which is the increase in um, or, or the movement that your your body naturally has. So it could be that, but it could also be that there's a sensitivity to the carbohydrate or the sugar that you've actually got in your meal. So it's unlikely to be the protein. It's mm. more likely to be the sugar if it's a rapid uh, movement, unless there's caffeine in the brekkie which could in fact then cause a stimulation in the sympathetic nervous system to make you want to move your bowels really quickly. So if it's to do with caffeine, you'll move your bowels um, quickly. And, within 12 and minutes? And that could happen independently. Yeah, within 10 to 12 minutes. So, But if it's not caffeine, then it could be a sensitivity to the food. So maybe try it without bananas, go to um, blueberries, for example, frozen blueberries. That will still give you some sweetness, but without the big sugar hit, the big sugar load. Um, and, and, and see whether or not that makes a difference. Um, it could be that maybe uh, you you don't do as well as you would like to on a smoothie for breakfast that's got you know protein fortification. So maybe what, then what you've got to do is go for something that's more solid, more robust. It'd be interesting to see whether or not if you had, say, chicken and salad for breakfast. Eggs and greens, fish, eggs and greens, eggs, eggs and greens. Eggs and greens. <laughs> Your poor children, your poor children. <laughs> eggs and greens. Um, if you had eggs and greens, for example, and Marcus, if you email Marcus, Marcus at marcuspierce.com.au, he can give you his eggs and greens recipe, which is world famous in the Byron Shire, I have to tell you. And so you can check that out. You can check that out. Um, if you can't eat eggs, then maybe use the swap out the protein, go to chicken or go to fish or go to red meat with the greens. Um, you can always sub out a protein and sub in something else. So you could do that too. So give that a go, Summer, and or tell your friend to give that a go, and we'll see how we go with that. Oh, love and it. Dad, I am growing this beard um, just because, just because I'm lazy <laughs> and haven't had a chance to shave. I love it. I love it. It's a good look. Uh, so everyone, lay off him, family or not family. We yeah, love the look. Get off me. Yeah. Get um, off me. Now, pre-November, uh, 27th of October, 5 past 5 p.m., we received a wonderful message from a long-time listener. And we've received a few messages from long-time listeners. I've got to do a couple of shout-outs to long-time listeners who I have personally never heard of. You may have, Damo. I received a voice message the other day. or No, was it a message and I replied with a voice message? Anyway. Yeah, you it was a voice message. I saw that. I received a great message. We received a message. 100 not out received a message from Gosha. And she said, Hi, guys. Hope you are both well. Just wanted to let you know that I love listening to you too. Love your beautiful and uplifting voices. Great job, Gosha. 
And I said, how do you pronounce your name? And she said, it's Gosho. And I said, great, I love it. I want to know, Damo, because we've had mm-hmm. over 1 million downloads of 100 Not Out. I want to learn mm-hmm. more about the people that we have no idea listen to us. So I'm going to put it out there. If you listen to 100 Not Out and we've never met you, we have no idea who you are, we don't know your name, and you iron yep. shirts or you do the dishes or you drive to work or you go for a walk and you listen to 100 Not Out, we just love knowing. We love a bit of two-way conversation. So let us know. We do. Let us, let us know. know. Yeah. Get so, in touch. Marcus at marcusbeast.com.au. Um, <laughs> Or the secrets of aging well at gmail.com. And Damien at DamienChristoph.com. Um, so, <laughs> so, Andrew Bevan, another one, another yes. long time listener. Hey guys, long time listener here in Wellington, New Zealand since 2016. It's a long time. Kia bro. I have easily listened to hundreds of these podcasts and wellness guys until it finished up to appreciate you guys a lot and love the work you do. Anyway, you're, you're always asking for questions and I have one. I'm now a first time dad to be. Congratulations, Andrew. So, I thought I'd ask how living a 100 not out lifestyle shapes you as a parent. What have you learned? What did you wish you knew earlier? And what would you do differently? Thought this could spark an interesting conversation. Well, I think it will. And Damo, you think it will. And since you became a father before I did, and you're a bit older and wiser than I am, why don't we just throw it over to you to go first to to answer Bevo's question? (laughs) Well, thanks, Bevo. And Piercy, uh, there's a few things that I would do differently. One would be I'd be less hardcore, I'm going to tell you, because when <laughs> I was a first-time dad, I was a full-time naturopath. Can you imagine yeah. what my poor son had to go through when we were introducing <laughs> food to him? So, <laughs> poor little guy. Um, what did Jacko have for breakfast? Uh, eggs and greens. Eggs and greens. Well, he definitely had uh, breast milk. For a long time, so he was um, exclusively fed breast milk. To my knowledge, to my, I'll say to my knowledge, because <laughs> I since found out that Michelle used to eat a block of chocolate per day, like a family block of chocolate per day. So I don't know what. <laughs> so it was a chocolate breast extent. milkshake. It was a chocolate breast milkshake, yeah, something like that. And if she yeah. went for a run, it was a thick shake. Yeah. So and then, <laughs> so it was. Um, Jack was a very you know, he was a chubby baby. Like he was, he was really, you could tell he was well nourished and he was in a good paddock. And so, uh, his first 12 months, I'm almost certain it was, it was all breast and we might've started to bring in some solid stuff a little bit later on. Um, but because I was cautious of dairy and Jackson had had a reaction to dairy, um, we went the soy route because back then soy was still safe and still good for you, right? So, you know, back in the year 2000, soy was still fine, right? And then a few years later down the track, 2003, 2004, we started to learn the woes, of the, you know, the drawbacks of soy. Um, and so it became probably more problematic for the developing, you know, hormonal system potentially. You know, that was a, that was a, a fear that many people had. So I probably gave Jack a little bit too much soy when he was little, but He's turned out very masculine and manly these days, so I don't think that was too much of an issue. And no man boobs, thank goodness. But one of the things that I was really um, scared of and really worried about was um, bad food, junk food. And if I like, I look back to some of my birthday parties, and I've got some great photos of me having my birthday parties. And I'm sitting on my dad's lap, for example, and I'm at Macca's, and, I, and I've had like my sixth, my fifth, my my fourth, my fifth, my sixth, my seventh, my eighth, ninth, and tenth <laughs> birthday parties at McDonald's. 
Um, and I've turned out okay, albeit, yes, Summer, you're right. You have noticed I don't have any hair on my head. Maybe that was the Maccas. But it's possible, it's possible that it's got nothing to do with that. Maybe it's genetics, potentially. Could be other stress. might have been the stress of being in New Zealand. It's possible that that's what it was. But let me just say that I would relax a bit more with food and – uh, and from a food perspective, I would be more inclined to give Jackson a greater diversity of foods, even though he had an incredible diversity of foods. Um, and I would, I would definitely make sure that I, and I'd still make sure of this. I would definitely make sure that I didn't feed him a lot of white stuff, so breads and cereals mm. and pasta and that sort of stuff. I, I don't mind potatoes, but I would. It's still to this day. I would still avoid eating lots of that stuff and, and particularly like if he chose not to eat a meal i wouldn't just sub in oh, all right i'll just give you a sandwich or mm. all right here's some vegemite on toast or all right um here's some pasta and tomato sauce or oh, okay here's some fish fingers like i wouldn't do any of that sort of stuff right because that's not teaching him healthy habits so from a food perspective as a naturopath nutritionist as a first time new time new dad they're the things that i would think about like as food approaches in terms of eating a healthy diet myself, I would still maintain that if you are healthy, you do a better job. If your wife is healthy, she'll do a better job. And so I'd encourage you. Um, or, you know, if it's a same-sex partnership, um, then it's your wife or husband or husband-husband, wife-wife. I don't know how to say that these days. Um, but the thing would be that you just all eat healthy because what they observe, they mm -hmm. do. Not yeah. what you tell them to do, it's what they observe they do. So it's mm. very, very important. Yeah, well said. And then um, and then I suppose the question that, again, we'd all, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a great question, is like knowing what you now know, what you've now experienced, what do you wish, and again, it's a bit of a hypothetical in reverse, what do you wish you knew earlier? Like if you could go back to your younger self and let's say, you know, again, go back to your first time parent to be as Bevo is, what do you wish you knew earlier um, about parenting? Um, boundaries and guidelines are really important for the development of your children. The other thing I wish I probably listened to my mum about um, was that I wish I let Jackson crawl for longer. Um, mm. You know, we got him up walking uh, to probably, you know, at nine months he was walking. Um, and I, I wonder if you remember me telling you the story of Jackson running out the front door onto um, Poth Road, which is just at the highway at the front of Chaston Shopping Centre on a Saturday morning when I was practising. I don't know if I've told you that story. No, Pizza. no, I don't. No. You haven't told like, me. So I'll tell you that story one day, but that was because he didn't know enough about the world and he was probably, let's say, 12 or 13 months old and he you know, ran out the front door not knowing consequences. But that's one thing. But the other thing is too that when your children crawl, uh, socially they're much more adapted and much more adaptable. And so there's a really important part to crawling in terms of the child's brain development, which is incredibly important. And I'll be talking about this with Dr. Genevieve Keating on another podcast I'm doing, PC FX Medicine. So if people want more information and detail about the developing brain, I'll be talking about that on FX Med. So tune into that one. But PC, I would make sure that Jackson crawled for longer. That's really important. Mm -hmm. And I would develop boundaries um, and and rules because children with guidelines, are, they're, they're better off. Mm -hmm. They're better off. It's kind of like trying to train a dog later in life. It's hard. But if you help your children and grow your children 
and raise your children, probably raise your children more than grow your children because you can grow your children with food, but you raise your children with disciplines, um, then I think that's a really great thing to be able to do. Oh, there's like some great one-liners in there. Some great one-liners. Mm. I love it. All right. Well, what been... would you do, PC? What would you do differently Like oh. now that you're a dad of 15 children? <laughs> no, just four. By last count? Just four. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, last count, four. Um, what, what have you learned, mm. let's say, all the way – you know, from number one through to number four. Some great, like I, t- I was taking notes based on what you said, some really interesting ones in there. Less hardcore, less hardcore is definitely relevant. I think particularly, like you said, with time, you realize how fastidious you are the first time. So we would measure left breast, right breast, how much milk came out of the left, how much out of the right. We had <laughs> spreadsheets for how long did Maya sleep for and, you know, sleep cycles. Um, so much just over-measuring, which, beca- which creates just so much anxiety. And, yeah. I, and I think, you know, for us as we've had more children, you realize that you just become looser and it's a bit of a running joke. Is like fourth child, it's like, where are they? Like you kind of don't even know where they are, whereas first child you kind of you're you're just so onto them so i think um some of the other things that you were mentioning that i wrote down was uh, boundaries and guidelines 100 percent. i think my parenting adventure has been very much a reflection of um don't sacrifice your social life when you become parents i think we did i think also because we were vegan as well you know maya had quinoa and kale for breakfast when she was eating solids like um a lot of it but it's actually more like we had that social complex that that many vegans did. I don't know about enough of it today that we just wouldn't socialize with many people. So you get to the weekend. Weekends should be relatively social, I think. Again, looking at so much of our experiences in longevity, uh, humanity is meant to be connected with and and many parents of young children feel socially disconnected, but they actually Mm -hmm. need it more than ever. So I would say just do whatever you can to encourage an active social life, particularly for yourself as parents. Um, and then um, I also just wrote down when you were talking is um, be comfortable with your identity, like your, your numerous identities. So if you've got a high value on eating, don't give it up, but also recognize that your kids are going to copy everything that you do. So I love, I love that the kids don't have a massive sweet tooth for junk lollies. Like I love that they, that they think some of our, our desserts, which is just like, you know, frozen raspberries and frozen banana and yeah Yeah. like you know i love i love that um but i'm also cognizant of the fact that um not changing not changing people so you're going to have certain identities that you got to be consistent with but i know in our family i am a good cop most of the time and sarah's a bad cop most of the time now it just it's not going to change like i'm sarah's wired to she's just that she's a nest protector like she's so good at it and then, and then yeah. me and my nature and my mannerisms, that's just how we are. There's no way I would expect Sarah to be any different and Sarah's great at not mm-hmm. expecting me to be any different and then that just removes a whole lot of stress for the children and the parents. So uh, to, to, to Andrew and to anyone else that's parents to be, don't expect your partner to be different to who they are or what they are. And most of a lot of, a lot of that will have come from our own childhoods. There's, and yeah. you're not necessarily going to go and change your upbringing. You can't go back in time and change your upbringing and, and the rest. So that's kind of the notes that I no, took yeah. down. And um, yeah, it definitely gets you thinking. Great questions by Andrew Bevo. Yes, great question. Bevo, the other thing um, that I would 
do. And this is a reflection, you know, when we look at what happens in Ikaria. Like we use Ikaria as, as an example. The grandparents are very involved in the raising of children and families over there. Very involved. But, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, they hand them back. There's no doubt about it. You know, as soon as the kid needs a nappy change or as soon as the kid needs to be fed or they've got to get to sleep, they hand them back. But the grandparents are very involved. Now, I was traveling a lot, you know, during the time that Jackson was growing up. And so it was difficult to, you know, always get grandparent time. But the one thing that I wish that Jackson probably had more of was grandparent time. I think that would have been, you know, unbelievable. I think he got a lot with my mom. He had a fair bit with uh, my dad and his wife Dawn at the time, my stepmom. And like all of that like was really good. But if there was more opportunity for that with, say, Michelle's parents or with Amber's parents, then all of that sort of stuff would have been Mm. Even better because grandparents and the village helped to raise the child and the spread of values. Look, listen, Jackson is unbelievable. Like what an unbelievable kid he is. Like so great. He's awesome. I'm so blessed that I've got such an amazing son. Um, and and it's the con- it's the combination of the contributions of everybody that got Jackson to where he's today, including your great self MP. Like you've been part of Jackson's life for the last ten or eleven years, longer maybe. Like all of that, you know, he, he, all of my mates being part of him growing up. So it, that village thing is, you know, ridiculously important. Mm. And um, uh, you don't have to give the carers of your newborn children two pages of notes on how they sleep, what they eat, <laughs> what to do with them, what not to do with them. Like, particularly oh, if the they're the grandparents, the like. They'll be okay. They they know what to do, and uh, you know you you, set, you spend half an hour telling the carers, oh they like it this way, and they roll on the right side, and they sleep on their tummy, and they use two pillows, not one, and they, it's like just honestly. Like... <laughs> uh, there's a great comment in there by Summer. She said, "I didn't know you could grow children like you could grow a plant." Laugh out loud. Now I know that that's almost a tongue-in-cheek kind of comment there, Summer. However, people do do this. They Feed their child, put them on a screen, tell them to shut up when they're talking, send them to bed. They wake up, get them marched out the door to head to school, pick them up, feed them whatever it is that they want, put them on a screen, plonk them back in bed, you know, go to bed, blah, 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 blah. And there's all kinds of issues with that. So you can just grow children. You can just feed them and they'll grow. And the way in which they turn out is based on how you nurture them. So it's the Mm. same as taming a plant or you know, getting a vine to grow up a trellis. Like all of those sorts of things require time, love and attention. Mm. So if you want your fruit trees to bear fruit, you make sure that there's no weeds in and around the base of the fruit tree. You do all those sorts of things. The same thing for your children. You want to make sure that there's no weeds in their environment. So weed your garden as much as you would uh, take out the junk from your child's life. And if you need any proof of that, just watch Damo uh, doing the gardening and how beautiful... Uh, his plants are. You get onto Damo's deck or balcony, you see how beautiful the basil is and you see how gorgeous the tomato vine is and you know a nurture and care uh, definitely has an incredible end result. Uh, this has been a good episode, Damo. I've enjoyed this one. Yeah. I've yeah. enjoyed nice it. Nice one. Yeah. A couple of good questions there. 
And the more Thank questions, you, the better. Uh, and, and when they come from our community members that we've never heard of, we get a little bit excited that, that we, we actually yeah. think we've only got 20 or 30 uh, people listening and most of them are our family and Summer and Helen and Pete Lennon. But when we see the downloads and see that there's, <laughs> you know, a million plus right. uh, downloads of 100 Not Out, uh, we want to know who you are. Let us know. Yeah. Andrew Bevan, Gosha, who else is out there Thank that's you, been Bevan. listening? Uh, for a number of years. We would love to know. We love your mm. feedback. You can uh, connect, connect with us in many ways. You can go to Damo's website, DamienChristoph.com. Uh, spam his inbox, Damien at DamienChristoph.com. Myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. <laughs> uh, if you're on the Marcus socials. <laughs> if you're on the socials, uh, at 100 not out, spell it all out on Facebook. If you're on Instagram, at 100.com not out that's the best we could find that was still available and um to everyone that makes this podcast possible joseph tomo our editor and to everyone in our 100 not out community thanks again for your support and until next week may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life bye for now this has been a production of the check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.